I am Coach Wendy Hazel. I am, um, uh, yeah, come on in, come on in and invite someone, tag somebody, invite someone to come on. This Tonight is going to be a nice topic as well, right? Um, I'm Coach Wendy Hazel. I am a life transformation and relationship coach because um, life transformation in general but a lot of times working with women, we, we just have to address the relationship issues that might be keeping them back from being or, or doing what they want to do. And so I'm a life transformation coach. I work with women of faith who feel stuck in an unhappy relationship. That relationship could be intimate, could be marriage, it could be family, it could be um, professional work setting, difficult, stuck in a difficult, unhappy relationship and you are ready now to come out of that cocoon. You are ready to come out of that. Um, as someone said, she felt as if she was in a tunnel. You are ready to emerge out of there, but you just don't know how you have some doubts. You have some, um, can't even understand why as much as you have what it takes to come out, you're still not able to come out. And so I coach women through that process so that you can emerge and be the woman that you wanna be, the woman you're created to be, the woman who God has designed you to be, and to really go where you wanna go and, and have the freedom to make the choices that you wanna make, okay? While all in the process honoring God, because I am a Christian, I'm a faith-filled person, I'm a spirit-filled person, and I believe God plays a major, major role in our life all along, even though the journey might be rough sometimes, he is present. He is there. He, there's nothing that misses him, nothing that surprises him, right? So he is in the picture when we're coaching as well, okay? So good night. Hi, Yvette. Hi, Bridget. Nice to have you guys here. Invite someone to hop on in, right? But tonight, I want to talk about a topic. The topic I have, the question I have in mind is, are you a fawner? Are you a fawner? F-A-W-N-E-R. That is somebody who fawns, who engages in fawning. Are you a fawner? Um, that might be a strange word to you. It might be a term you've never heard before, but you might be doing it and don't even know that you're doing it, right? So tonight I'm going to be talking about fawning. And I, I, I want to give you, give you time to drop your comments, drop your questions um, in there, okay? If you're listening to this on the replay, if you missed the live and you're listening on the replay, I just want to invite you to put hashtag replay or put some comment. Let me know that you came in afterwards because I really want to appreciate everybody. I just love you guys. I love women. I love empowering women who know me for years and years. I have been empowering women. I made, I made some mistakes because I didn't know, right? Didn't have the wisdom I have now or the experiences I have now to give me the wisdom I have now. But I've been, you know, an advocate for empowering women all along, not for women to be rude or disrespectful or, you know, out of order, out of character, but empowered in a way that you are able to make the decisions you need to make for yourself, for your family, you know, um, and do what God is calling you to do. So many times God has gifted us, he has designed for us to do certain things. But fear, fear of man, either somebody who is controlling us or the opinions of others 
we hold back and we end up, you know, not honoring that call in our lives. So we want to, you know, really be free, that true healthy freedom to make our best decisions. Okay. So don't fear, but I'm, but I'm talking and I'm sharing, feel free, drop your thoughts, drop your comments, drop your questions. Okay. Because this is thoughts and talk. I just thoughts that are in my mind and I talk about it and I invite you into the conversation, right? So it's a conversation. So what is fawning? What is fawning? Fawning is somewhat of a people-pleasing thing, right? People-pleasing. You might've heard about people-pleasing where persons do things to please others or they don't do things just to please others and they're going against who you really are. So sometimes um, you really need to say no, but you said yes. And then afterwards you have that love-hate relationship with that yes, because you're doing the thing because now your integrity comes and you wanna honor your word because you said yes, you're gonna still wanna do it, right? But then you're either overwhelmed or you have a lot to do or you don't like, or it becomes a difficult thing to do. You didn't stop to think about yourself before saying yes. And I'm a recovering people pleaser in that respect, right? Um, quickly to say, quick to say yes, because I have the ability to do it. Oh, that's no big thing. Quickly I say, oh, sure, you know, no big thing. And then, then afterwards, I said, why did I? Because I'm tired. Um, this is too much. And, you know, I'm grumbling to myself. That's people pleasing, you know, when we should have said no. And we said yes. And that goes back. All of it goes back to childhood. It goes back to how we were programmed, how we were shifted away from that no. Like I was sharing last week with um, in that master class is that the first thing, if you do check, the children learn to say, not even learn, because you don't teach them, but our baby, the first thing is no, no. They refuse before they could even say the word, they're already putting down their boundaries and saying, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't want this. My diaper is wet. I don't like this. Come on, you know, and they put down those boundaries those are boundaries personal boundaries saying this is what I like and this is what I don't like this is what works for me this is what doesn't work for me this was comfortable for me this was not comfortable for me and you know as parents we might have just tried to um, you know turn children away from from holding maintaining those boundaries um, this is not talking about when the child wants to go just run in the middle of the street you know no not for safety you want to put aside safety this is just personal desires, personal likes and dislikes, right? Personal comfort. And those no's can be put away. Like, how dare you tell me no? You're not allowed to tell the parent or the adult no. And when we look back and reflect, now that we have the wisdom we have now, we realize that is not right. We need to listen and allow once the child is going to be safe, right? And as once they're not going to grow up to be an obnoxious citizen, right? You know, so we still have responsibility for the safety and for good ethics and things like that. But let us guard against when we're looking at the individuality and the personality of the child, we didn't knock that no out. And so people pleasing, and it goes, you know, in different ways. Some people do people pleasing 
They go over and above and doing things to persons just to get approval, right? Just to get approval, just to be noticed because that is how you got approval and validation all of your life by what, what you did, your performance, right? Your performance. And it's like in, um, in the Caribbean, there's that um, we call common entrance exam at the end of elementary school to go into high school. And that was such a big thing to be published in the newspapers and, you know, and I, you know, I'm going to share a story. I remember when I wrote Common Entrance, my sister, I was a second born, I had an older sister. So you allow two chances at around age 11 and 12. And, but so my sister would have had two chances, but I accelerated in school from jumpstart. I got away at age two and ran into kindergarten and refused to leave. And so teacher Kalina kept me next to her and just started teaching me. And like a sponge, I soaked everything up. So when it was time by age to go to primary school or elementary school, I, I had covered more of the curriculum, right? So I kind of accelerated through. So at age 10, I was already in the common entrance, which would be our grade six, right? Sixth grade now. And you couldn't write the, um, the exam until age 11, 12, but however my birthday fell, like I had two years sitting in that class waiting to write that national exam. However, my sister would have been 11 and 12. So she got it, you know, the right age. But um, she went at this, it would have been her second opportunity and my first. And my name was in the newspaper uh, because it was a big thing. Parents would be at the newspaper factory for the hot off the press, you know, because it's a big thing when your child has performed and performed in that way, right? And I remember a family member coming to the house the next day. People would show up, you know, to celebrate or whatever. And my sister, her name was not in the newspaper. She got a high school, but it was not in the top, you know, be the top hundred in the country, I think would go in the newspaper. Um, but she got a good high school as well, um, secondary school. And I remember this family member coming in the midst of all of that and break down crying and saying, it's not fair because I did, nobody saw me study and I was, I would play because I have a photographic memory in school. Once I hear it, I get it. I don't want to pick up the books anymore because I got it. You may have a child like that, right? It's not you alone, right? But that's how I was because I look at a book and the whole picture is in my mind and I know the material. While my sister is one who needed to read and study and get it, but when she get it, she got it. So in the end, we're both good, right? But I remember this family member breaking down crying and saying it was not fair. And I felt, I, I can't really tell all the feelings, but it was a bad feeling for me and a memory that never left me never left me. So sometimes, you know, in the culture you are or the family or whatever, the performance, those who can perform can show as good at something, get more recognition, validation, and praise than the one who is not so outgoing and, and put on show. And so we have to be careful that when that happens, then that child go into adulthood continuing to look to others. So for their approval, for their validation and things like that. Now, fawning, you know, I was talking about people pleasing and fawning. Fawning now is in the same realm, but it is when you do, you please so that you can be safe. 
so that you can feel safe and secure. So think back at childhood. If you were in a, a home or in any home situation where um, it's toxic or violent or abuse is going on, you have a parent who is abusive, they will flare up at things. Everybody is on eggshells trying to make sure that you keep the peace. And so even mothers are doing that to keep the peace. Who likes abuse? Who likes the quarrels and fights and that kind of thing, right? And then that you might tell the child, children are saying, shh, shh, that coming, or as soon as the father is coming, everybody pull up, you know, have to be pulled, pulled together. Now, there may be a child who figures out that if I will do everything to please that parent and keep the peace, then I don't have to be afraid or I will be safe. There will be no blow up. There'll be no violence. And so fawning is people pleasing so that I can be back safe. So that I can be safe. And I don't know if any of you can identify with that. If that happened to you or you did it, um, it would happen. You can find it happening some with some the eldest child, the oldest one trying to keep the peace so that everybody, because you know that other parent might lash out at everybody, everybody suffers, right? When that's going on. And so, you know, that might happen. If that's happening in childhood, then you can see, if you can think through that with me, going through into adulthood, doing the same thing. And then there's some abusive persons out there who are looking for partners who are just like that fawning where they will reflect what they think this other person expects so you sit there and you figure out okay they probably like this let me do this just so that they can be good and they will not flare up or abuse me and make me feel safe and you're busy trying to please but at the end at the core at the bottom of it is that you can be safe that you will not have to suffer any kind of abuse and that's fawning and it comes into adulthood and it puts us in places where those predators can get, pick us up. And we think, especially as Christian women, we may think that doing that always, I mean, get, don't get me wrong. Nothing is wrong if you know this person likes a particular meal, maybe a curry or a, a particular kind of food or whatever, Italian. And every now and again, you say, okay, I'll do this for you. I'll do this for you. But when you are constantly having to be on that high stress energy, that tension, that kind of place where you're constantly trying to think what this person, what you can do to keep this person happy, that is not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not healthy for you because I'll tell you what happens. While you're doing that, you are, what's that? You are um, forgetting yourself. You start to forget yourself. You're not looking at you because remember, if you're doing something that this person is pleased with and this person wants, it means you have to do what you don't want if what you want is different. And there's a high possibility it's gonna be different. You know, high possibility is gonna be different because it's two individuals, two individuals. You're not gonna like the same things, right? And so if every time you find that you have to be if you go out to eat or whatever, you find you you kind of going with what the other person likes or wants. And you're not, because what, I'll tell you what happens is that you're not even, after time, you're not even conscious that you're denying your personal 
likes, dislikes, and desires. And that is what makes it unhealthy because you end up losing yourself, losing that sense of identity, that true identity that you were created with by God. We end up losing it, right? And so if you're a fauna, you want to work on, get help to how do you stop fawning? How can you stop fawning? Okay, I'm going to pause and just look in the comments here and see who is here to say hi. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Cleo. Hmm, I don't know. Cleo, hi. Welcome, welcome. Hi, Kanisha. Hi, Compton. Okay, happy to have you guys here. Are you a fauna or you do you know somebody who's a fauna? A fauna? Are you a fauna or do you know anybody who's a fauna? Okay, it's unhealthy for relationships and it's something we need to work on and correct so that we can have a healthier, because when you check it out too, you end up having an unhealthy relationship with yourself. That's what's happening. It's an unhealthy relationship with yourself. If you were to treat somebody like that by never allowing them to have or what they was their preference, only yours, think about it. That's unhealthy. Eventually that person's not gonna like your company, right? But yet we do it to ourselves when we fawners. And if this is not faulting, it's because I believe it's fostered, it's programmed from the situations and the environments in childhood. We don't start doing it as an adult. If you're not a fawner as an adult, you're not gonna start it later on because you already know your identity. I know who I am. I like chicken. I don't like pork. So we go out, no, I will not have pork. You can have the pork if you like it. I'll have the chicken. That's healthy relationship. But if when we go, because you like pork, you are saying we eating pork and this is it and you have it and I have to deny what I like, then we get uncomfortable, okay? Okay, so what are... Um, some ways, I want to share just a few things that you can think about if you're a fauna that you can stop fawning, right? And I'm just going to share it, a tip. These are, this is an extract from a program I have. And like when I'm coaching with clients, we go deep into this kind of thing and go back and to identify where did it start? Where is the root of it? And that's, that's the work for you to really be free of it. It's going back to find where's the root of it? and then get some coaching, something to work through that and be released from that past, okay? That's how um, the, the real core of what. In this here, I'm just gonna have a conversation to bring awareness to you about it. And so one of the things that we'll have to learn if we're gonna stop fawning and stop being misused by others, we have to get comfortable with other people's anger and disappointment. Disappointment, anger, those are human experiences. We all get it. We all have times when we're disappointed because we didn't get what we wanted or we're angry because we didn't get what we wanted. That's what it is. And so everybody has it and it's a human experience and we don't try to shut it down. We just allow people to process stuff that happens to them. And so one of the things with a fauna slash people pleaser is that you're not comfortable when that other person's disappointed and they get angry. You hurry to appease them 
or to calm the situation. If you're going to stop being a fawner, you have to get comfort comfortable with other people's anger and disappointment. Give them space. Give person space. Let them process. This, they're just processing that as a human being, and they will get over it. They will get over it. But respect their emotions. Let us respect each other's emotions. Okay? So that's one thing. Get comfortable with silence. Some persons, when they get disappointed, they don't like what you did, they will use silence, give you the silent treatment as a punishment if that really affects you. And sometimes we are not comfortable with people's silence. They want to be silent. They're choosing to be silent. That's okay. It's their, their, their prerogative. They can do that, right? They can do that. They want to be silent because they're processing the disappointment. They're processing that they're not getting their own way, right? So the anger is a, is a toddler tantrum when they don't get their own way. So, so it's a silence. But we have got to be comfortable and allow and respect each other's emotions. Let people process their emotions. It's okay. They will be fine, right? So we don't be jumping in to say, why are you not saying anything? Why are you quiet? Speak to me. Come on. That's disrespectful. The person is having an emotional moment. Let us give them space, okay? So that's one way. Don't be quick to appease and stuff. The other thing is that you need to know your own values. You need to know who you are. You need to have your own self-worth, right? In the process of being that um, fawner and people pleaser, you lose that. You got to get the work, get help, get some coaching, get some therapy, you know, to get back, um, get reconnect with that, your self-worth and your value. And when you know who you are and you have that respect for you, you'll have respect for others as well. Okay. Um, the, the last thing I want to share there is to check in with yourself during a conflict. So when there is a conflict, high energy situation going on, instead of you busy trying to see how you can please and quiet this thing down, you want to check in with yourself. You want to check in with yourself. You can do it in addition, right? You can do it in addition where you decide how you're going to handle the situation. But priority is checking in with yourself. Check to see if what you want to do, which is to jump and say something, jump and respond, jump and react. Is that your true self? Is that who you want to be? Is that how you want to show up? That's the kind of person you want to be? Where you're answering back, you're carrying on, or you whatever you're choosing to do. Check to see if this is in line with my values. Is this who I want to be, right? Um, the other thing is uh, check to see if you're apologizing for things that you didn't do and you're not responsible for. As fawners and so we can be quick to say, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, you can be sorry somebody's feeling that way and just be sure that when you say you're sorry, you're genuine. Sometimes, no, it's just mouth, right? This is lip service to fawn, make peace. That is, I don't know. I don't know how God sees that. What do you think, right? Okay, and the last one is, during the time, do you feel like running away? Do you feel like escaping out of the situation? Do you feel like quitting and leaving? Rather than allow, all because you're uncomfortable with that person's um, anger, their disappointment, their silence, or how they are, they're choosing to 
um, process the, the situation. You want to check in. Is that why I'm running? Because I'm uncomfortable with allowing this person to process their human emotions. Those are some tips that you can use to check out if you're a fauna, how you can stop, how you can shift, and how you can reconnect with your real self. Okay. So, hi. Okay. Hi, Diana. Interesting, she says. Hi, Danita. Good night, good night. Any, you know, any questions? How does that land with you? What thoughts came to your mind? Drop me, um, drop me a comment. Drop me a comment and say something, right? What thoughts came to your mind as you listen to that? Um, is that you? Don't be ashamed to say that's you. I know I've been a people pleaser with that no yes thing. Um, I I don't know that I've been a people pleaser in the sense of wanting to make the peace, no. Um, or wanting to be liked no you know but the, below it is always something right always something i um okay there's a comment here i'm wondering i'm always you know sometimes you don't see the new comment or you put it up and i'm not able to see it it doesn't come up okay so but drop your comments drop your thoughts what did that trigger for in you what did that trigger in you what you know, memory or stuff. Don't put all your personal stuff out there, but you can just say that. Now, I want to share, before I go, I want to share that I have a coaching program coming up this month um, where I go more in depth with things like these, um, helping women to process these things, helping you to go back and really dig and get that transformation, the real transformation that you need. I know um, in the Christian community, it's kind of difficult for some people to understand coaching. Coaching is not counseling. Coaching is different. Counseling can be something where somebody's telling you to do, go do ABC and, and see how that works. And my version, not like, you know, this is my thing. I find it can, it can have some persons making changes from their head. Okay, I'm told to do ABC, let me do ABC. But there's no deep inner change on the inside. No deep transformation deep in your soul. And so it will be, you'll get a temporary result when you try ABC, but then another situation comes up in another setting and you're triggered again and you're struggling again to process that. So with transformation coaching, it's that deep inner work. In my coaching, I partner with the Holy Spirit and we work together to help women help you to identify what is it that is causing me to be where I am now? What is it that is causing me to not go to where I want to go? So you know where you are, you know the gifts, the talents, the abilities you have, you know all the thoughts, you can see and you know that you can do this, but what is preventing you from be moving from where you are to where you want to be? Sometimes we go back, not sometimes, quite a lot of times we go back in life, go back in childhood and unplug from traumatic experiences. Something happened back then that you put down as a stake and decide, I'm going to protect myself. This is not going to happen to me again. But in protecting yourself, you stay anchored back to that old situation. Coaching helps you to become un un unplugged from that. So you're now free to emerge and to be who God created you to be. And so I have a program coming up this month. It starts on the 18th of July. Um, it's a six-week program where we will meet live 
every once a week, every Monday night, I meet live with a group and do teaching and some coaching as it may come up. Um, and uh, they, we will have um, some partner, accountability partners will meet so that persons will be working on what you are choosing to work on for yourself, right? It runs for six weeks. In between, it's gonna be done in a group. In between, I'll be doing some recorded teachings. I'll be, you'll be having um, uh, lots of tools and resources and strategies you can use, okay? Um, there are things I'm gonna talk about. First, I'm gonna look into this yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, how they're connected, right? That triad, I call that. Then I want to look at facts and myths about abuse because we would have, you know, a lot of us experienced some abuse, right? And just really keeping it real, like what it really is. Sometimes we don't even know that that was whatever happened to us was abusive and the effects it has on us, okay? I want to look at your values and your belief system because a lot of times that is where the conflict comes. The thing I believe and my values what I have to be doing is conflicting. That's not me. That's not who I am. That's not what I want to do. But because of situation to do that, we want to look at that and see that and establish that and then identify your true identity, who you are, so you can make better decisions as to what you will do, what you wouldn't do if it doesn't align with who you are in Christ. Okay. Um, I want to look at your communication compass. That is huge communication how I act, how I react, how I speak, how I word it, how I ask the questions, if to react, if to speak, if to respond, okay? So we look into that and a lot of strategies and tools and help with that. Um, then I wanna look at strategies to gain the mental freedom to be your authentic self. How do I get set free? It's the renewing of the mind. So a lot of mindset shifting and teaching as to what I need to renew, what I need to shift, the awareness I need to have so that I can be my authentic self, right? And finally would be life mapping, where we look at your life using an excellent boat model I have and look at your life and look at all the different factors that are playing in around you. So you go away from the program with that, but because the program is just six weeks, you just probably can work on one thing. If you find that there is some much more for you to work on and are you really ready to make your move and you don't want to stay with the group on a slower pace, then I have VIP coaching where you coach with me one-on-one, -on -one, okay? And that's separate. You can contact me for that. But I want to encourage you and invite you to join this six-week program. It's going to make a huge difference in your mindset, in your life. And then when you make that shift, this is not about you. It's about your other sister friends. It's about your daughters, your nieces your granddaughters, you know, the other women who coming up behind you, the generations coming up behind you, you can make that decision that I'm going to make this shift. Let me open up because, you know, you have tried some, you know, you've tried, you've seen counseling in church, you've seen prayer, you've done prayer, fasting and all that. And those things are good. They're good. They serve they, they purpose. They are good. They're helpful, but there's another level that you and I know we need a different kind of help, a different kind of help to really come through, you know? And so this program is for women who are ready. You are ready. You said, I've had enough. I can't do this no more. Something needs to give. I need to shift. I need to come out of this tunnel. I feel like I'm in a dark. I need to come out. I feel like I'm in a cocoon. I'm ready to come out as my, the butterfly I was created to be, you know? And so for those who are ready, 
if you're not ready to make the shift, you're not ready to look at reality straight on in the face and accept it, this program is not for you yet. It's not for you yet, right? I encourage persons like that who are not ready to go to my YouTube channel, Coach Wendy Hazel, and listen to the videos like these. And you kind of, you know, you get your understanding. But if you're ready to make a shift and ready to make a move, and you kind of find like, if you feel a little stuck, you want to go, but you can't go, and you think you need some coaching, you need to get an understanding so you're sure with your move that you're making, I invite you to, um, to register for the program, right? I, I put the link there, bit.ly slash enlightened to emerge. That's the name of the program. You're being enlightened so that you can emerge while honoring God in a godly way, right? So I encourage you to go and register for that. So it starts on the 18th. The registration will close on the 8th this week. Um, if there are more spaces, there, there are two um, payment plans. There's a small investment. So you can do three payments of $147. That's all it is. It, and this is an investment in your future. There's an investment in you getting free to be who you want to be, right? So three payments of $147 or one, 179, sorry, or one payment of 479 so that you save $60, okay? So the link I've put there, <coughs> sorry, the link I've put there is to register for the program, grab a seat, seats are limited. I can't have a whole lot of people, okay? Because there's still, even though it's a group, I still want to get give you some coaching that you are reached. I don't, I don't want a big group where you just melted in the sidelines, just listening in, okay? So the seats are limited. So please go and register if you're ready, if you're ready. And if you know of a sister friend who, or a family member, whoever, who needs the help to make a shift, especially if she's in a, an abusive relationship, she needs the help to make a shift, please share this with her, share the video, share the, um, the courses coming up, okay? All righty, so let me see if any more comments before I go, I kept you a little longer tonight. Hi, hi, Danita, hi. Thank you, thank you for the hearts. I see the hearts, thank you for the hearts. And so, awesome. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. I, um, I truly appreciate you. I trusted something I said helped you. If you were too shy, Oh, you see, uh, there we go. If you are too shy to say anything, then DM me. My DMs are open. You can DM me. I have my personal Facebook page. I have Lifting Limiting Lids. If you're in the group, I have a group called Empower Your Life. Um, you can message me any of those places. If you pick me up on uh, my YouTube channel, you can message me there. If you are on Instagram, I have my Instagram page. You can message me there, okay? There are different places you can message me privately. Um, Bridget said, and they can be themselves since they are different persons in different people's settings. Yeah, yeah. I think that probably was back when I was saying we have different likes and dislikes and yeah. You know, I've, I've known of someone who, um, was in that kind of that situation. And then she got exposed and went to uh, went out for dinner and realized afterwards that she got went to dinner, got the menu, and just didn't know what to order. I don't know if you know persons like that, you go out to order and then they'll say, okay, I'll take what you're taking. I'll take what you're taking. Just don't know 
you get to that place where it's so not capable of making that decision for yourself and even in what you like and want to eat you know when you get in that setting that's a signal that's a red flag and to know that no I need to get reconnected with me my true value my true worth who I am and my likes and my dislikes right so these are all things we delve into in the program okay so thank you for being here thank you thank you thank you have a great rest of the night bye Thank mm -hmm. you.